over the years, history should tell us that when you relax on something, it'll come back and bite you if you're not ready to relax. That's the way I look at it. I mean, if the, if the government wants us to stop, you know, this, this is your rules. You supply us a place to stop. You supplying everybody else with everything. You know, supply, supply the working man with something. I'm not saying there's no trouble, no parking problems west of the Mississippi, but east of the Mississippi, it's in tragic status. It's in a tragic status. Right on. Welcome back to the Overdrive Radio Podcast, where this week we're going to travel back in time just a few weeks to the site of the Kinley 95 East Coast Truckers Jamboree in Kinley, North Carolina. Truck stop off I-95, site of one of the first of this season's series all around the country of truck shows that, personally, I can't wait to get out to myself. For us here at Overdrive, the shows are prime opportunity to spotlight the stars of the trucking business writ large, the trucks themselves, of course, the vision each owner puts into making it work for the business, for the style and the class and all else that comes along with yeah, it. Yeah, I know I'm getting old, but I'm not dead. You know, I, I, gotta, I gotta stay cool, you know? I'm not, not giving in to being an old man. Flatbedder Steve Johnson there, speaking to the work he put into the truck he showed at Kenley, a 2019 Peterbilt 389 we'll hear a bit more about later. Watch overdriveonline.com too for a video interview with Johnson with plenty more views on his rig. Likewise, those of every operator you'll hear on today's show. I'm Todd Dills, and in this edition, we'll track back through some of the work of our intrepid news editor, Matt Cole, who spent a couple days at Kenley. In addition to documenting the trucks for our custom rigs section, Cole asked most every small business owner he spoke to variations on a couple of the same questions. One, what has trucking through the pandemic been like, both in terms of life on the road and business-wise? Two, what are the couple single most pressing issues that you see in trucking in general, writ large? We heard a little bit about that from North Carolina-based Greg Udi and Daniel Snow of Harrison, Arkansas at the top. Park it. Got to have a place to park, and I'm not going to just park anywhere. You supply us a place to stop, but there's nowhere to go. And, that, and to me, that's a safety issue. But it's not all about parking. In the end, before we jump into it with Matt Cole and owner-operator Robert Davis, the rest of the Motley crew featured here over the course of today's episode. Here's a brief word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's one stguard.com. First Guard, we speak trucker. Let's talk. My name's Robert Davis. I drive a 1988 Freightliner FLC 120. I live in Vermont. I uh, mainly haul for Cabot Cheese. Yeah, it was a little confusing for some places, you know, some people wanted to do this, do that. You can't come in here, you can go in there, but I made out decent last year. And, yep, kept busy. And um, just kind of looking at the trucking industry as a whole, what are a couple of your biggest concerns right now? Parking. Parking and, and uh, speed safety in the truck stops. 
lot of lot of truck speeding. Yeah. Um, you know, having a, a little bit longer truck is parking more of an issue for you. Than yeah, it is. Guy. Yep. I have to try to get an end spot where I can get out. Yeah. All right. Because people like to double park. Right. You know. Davis's 1988 vintage FLC is stretched pretty well. That's sure. You can catch a picture of him with it in the post that houses this podcast for May 28, 2021. That's at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. The next owner is Greg Udy, whose Copper Kettle 2379 you may have seen with Matt Cole's video featuring the unit just yesterday in the custom rig section over at overdriveonline.com. Greg Udy Trucking out of Monroe, North Carolina. Uh, pull for Reynolds Trucking. They're out of Indian Trail, North Carolina. We haul sand and rock to uh, concrete plants, mainly. My truck is a 2000 Peterbilt 379. It started out as a day cab, a short wheelbase. We stretched it, we put a 359 sleeper on it, painted it, and uh, this is this is what we got now. Certainly a great looking unit, no doubt. And Udi's description of is worth hearing again for those of you who caught the video, so here we go. I play with hot rods some, used to work on race cars and stuff, and it was some stuff we've seen at hot rod uh, events and stuff. Uh, it is a, uh, it's called Sunburst Orange. It depends on how the light hits it, it looks orange, brown, copper. So that's what me, me and my brother, we pick, cut up, we call it a copper kettle. I've only, I bought this truck in 2016. I've, uh, like I said, we painted it, put the hood on it, Done the visor, done the lights, put the pipes on it. You know, normal wear and tear stuff, transmission, rear end, tires, brakes, stuff like that. It's got a uh, 6NZ 550 Caterpillar in it. Uh, knock on wood, it's had caused a bit of problems. It's got, it's got an 8 and 18 speed, 370 gears. When I bought the truck, it was, it was a blank canvas. And I was like, well, this is something I can go to work with. And we started from there. We, it's, uh, the back is 09 Peterbilt clip, uh, uh, low air. And it, the truck come with air track suspension. And we took off, we just cut it, made them together, welded them up. When it came to the question of trucking through the pandemic, Udi started in with a look at the bright side of it all. The traffic being low was a good thing. People working from home really helped us out a lot. But uh, I'll be honest with you, we hadn't missed a beat. If anything, we've picked up uh, the construction in. Everybody's trying to build stuff to to, to uh, compensate for the pandemic and us hauling, you know, building materials. I mean, it, it really has helped us out. But uh, the, uh, you know, the fuel going up now, that's, that's the biggest thing we're up against right now. But the rates, if we can get the rates to go up with it, we'll, you know, it'll, it'll be fine. But as of, you know, right now, that's the only, that's the only issue I have is the high fuel prices. The, you know, the hard part is, you know, as far as being a truck uh, driver, you can't go in a lot of places because everything is drive through only or shut down. So on the road when you leave in the morning you have to make sure you got everything you need throughout the day because a lot of places are closed you know now with the uh, people are having to close down because they can't find help and that's 
uh, that's put a little struggle on things as far as convenience items you know what I mean but uh, but other than that you know the parts you know when you break down it's, it takes a little longer to get parts because the factories and everything's slow but like I said but as far as us and work work's going great Greg Udi's two biggest concerns at present we've heard about one of them already the trucking in a lot of the regulations the regulations and the high fuel prices I mean that's Everybody's now is having to do the e-log, and I understand, you know, laws are laws, but when you got large companies that are the lobbyists for these places, I mean, for these, a uh, uh, lot of politicians that are making the regulations, it's really, you know, hurting, you know, puts a hurt on the little man. And, but, we was here before and we'll be here after. I run local, I'm home every night. Uh, just anywhere I can go and come back in a day. Um, a lot of stuff that bother the over the road trucker. You know, you got to stop, but you have nowhere to stop. I mean, where, where you, you know. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about parking. No, sir. Find a place to park every night. No, sir. But that's, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing nowadays. But. You know, you go up and down, you ride up and down the interstate, you see trucks sitting on the side of the road. They're not broke down, they got to stop. Right. And, but there's nowhere to go. Yeah, and that's, and to me, that's a safety issue. Oh, yeah. It's a catch-22 because if you don't stop, you get in trouble. Right. But if you do stop, you're subject to getting hurt or killed or killing somebody. I mean, it's just, there needs to be a little wiggle room with that. And but that's the way I look at it. I mean, if the if the government wants us to stop, you know, this, this is your rules. You supply us a place to stop. You supplying everybody else with everything. You know, supply supply the working man with something. So, you giving everybody everything to stay home. Give give a man that's that's going to work. Give him a little incentive, right. or her, or whoever. Uh, Steve Johnson's the name, Smalls Express, company name, uh, basically general freight, flatbed, just ch always chasing money. 2019, 389 was purchased, took in delivery January 1st, 2019. Um, I was able to park it in the barn for 10 months. All the work we see on here, except for the paint and the pinstriping, I did myself. Um, just your basic flat top. Um, yeah, I know I'm getting old, but I'm not dead. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta stay cool. You know, I'm not, not giving in to being an old man. <laughs> California Gilroy scales. I came across the scale, got red lighted, went in for a level one inspection, went through the inspection, came back around. Uh, with the company I'm at with Landstar, we have to send our paperwork in immediately. That was complete. Came back around the scale got red lighted. The DOT officer came out with her camera, started taking pictures all the way around it, and then uh, posted it on Facebook. And I told her, I said, I appreciate the flowers, officer, but the scale's backing up. They're gonna be screaming at me on the radio. She goes, I don't care. <laughs> true, true story. For Steve Johnson and his Smalls Express business, the pandemic presented challenges, particularly in the early days on longer runs. Challenges some of you no doubt will remember well, and which Udi also emphasized, though 
less of a challenge for him being basically local. It's all about food, as so much is. As far as food, available, you know, restaurants, things like that, it got tough, but nothing that I couldn't handle. You know, I, I, I grew up not necessarily getting dinner every night. So it, it's not, wasn't that hard for me, you know. Um, Business-wise, no, I, I didn't get hurt at all. You know, it, if anything, currently right now, we're here in 2021 and I'm doing well. It, it, you know, I, I haven't slowed down, have large companies, new drivers, lack of respect, um, crybaby truck drivers that blame four-wheelers for uh, truck drivers that screw up. And that's always an easy out for a truck driver. I, w I got cut off. I got, you know what, man up, take responsibility that you screwed up and that. Been doing it for 30 years. Do I know it all? No. Do, do I want to learn every day? Yes. You want to teach me something? I'm going to listen. You know, you might have six months experience and uh, I will listen. You know, open mind. You know, teach me something. But I'm not king of the road. I'm not a super trucker. I'm not an outlaw. I'm, don't don't title me a professional either. I'm not a professional. You know, I'm not a sports star. I'm not a doctor. I'm a truck driver. That's what it is. Steve Johnson was in the infamous show at uh, North Carolina there, all the way from home base out in Apple Valley, California. He took home the long haul award at the show for having traveled the greatest distance from home whether loaded or not, to be there. My name's Austin Kaiser. I drive for my dad, Greg Kaiser Trucking, and uh, we're based out of Rosedale, Virginia. It's about an hour north on 81, up above Bristol, uh, Bristol, Virginia, Tennessee line. We mostly pull pneumatic tanks. We got about five or six trucks pulling dump trailers, but uh, we haul cement powder, sand, uh, fertilizer, coal, uh, rock, and about anything else you can put in a dump trailer, really. I haul out of a rock quarry every day. Uh, I haul a material called dolomite down to a glass plant, pretty local to us, and uh, they mix it with sand and soda ash and other stuff and make glass with it. People tried to help you out any way they could at these truck stops and stuff, but uh, just finding something to eat is kind of tough. Uh, and you get to these truck stops, you couldn't find nowhere to park because everybody was just didn't want to go in. They'd stay in their truck. Uh, but as far as the business aspect, it really didn't hurt us a whole lot because of what we haul. We haul fertilizer, so that didn't really slow down. And uh, the coal, it, it didn't really slow down a whole lot. It's starting to now, but uh, that was after the election, it slowed down. But uh, as far as the COVID hurting us, it really didn't hurt us that bad, you know, business aspect. But uh, uh, it's, you know, it's it's changed everything a lot. Yeah. Are you seeing the day-to-day -day stuff start to improve a little bit, or is it yeah. still pretty tough? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could never get used to wearing these masks, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think everything, hopefully everything's getting back to normal. I know fuel's still going up, but hopefully everything gets back to normal. There's plenty of work to do right now, so. Matt Cole asked Austin Kaiser about what he noted previously about a decline in coal hauling for the family business. You know, in our part of the country, just like where we're, you know, small towns, everybody depended on it uh, and really, it's picked up just a little bit lately, but uh, I don't know, the election slowed down a lot, uh, but it's been a big part of our industry around the house. So 
it's really took an effect on Southwest Virginia for sure. Fuel prices are a top concern for him, and probably probably these you know DOT doing these logs and stuff. It's it's getting they're getting they're cracking down pretty hard. It's it's getting pretty tough. Sometimes you get pulled over. Some guys are good to you, you know, and then some of them will nitpick. You know, I've even had them pull me over down to you got a light misplaced somewhere that you shouldn't have on. I mean, uh, but as far as for the most part, we've been pretty lucky with DOT. You can just drop that in your pocket. Uh, my name is uh, Jeff Walters, uh, JNN Trucking. Yeah, all I do now, I do a lot of uh, dry freight. That's all I do. Um, this is an 06, 379, 2019 Great Dane trailer, dry van. We're out of Bath, New York, which is western New York, not not down by the city. Oh, I had a, I had a lady a few months a few months ago, uh, run a red light and, and smash the whole side of it. So I redid the whole truck myself. Okay. Did all the custom fenders and the the different exhaust and. Uh, the custom stainless fenders and and did all that all the paintwork on the truck and trailer I've done myself. Is the striping paint? Or is it's all painted. Wow. Even even the even the Peterbilt up on top that's all painted too. Wow. If, when I'm not running the truck I like to restore old muscle cars. That's what that's what I like to do. Yeah, I try I pretty much run up and down to Florida and back mostly, okay. but wherever I need to, whatever makes me the makes me the money. So, right. well, you pretty much stayed in your truck. If you had to get something to eat, you went in, got it, come right back to, to the truck. You didn't stay inside. And I didn't like to get, even when it started to open up a little bit, I didn't like, I didn't go in where there's a lot of people around just because for my own safety and my family's safety. So I stayed, uh, I stayed out and, and didn't really go in. Um, what else can you do? You know, uh, you go to your vendors to, to deliver and you can't go inside it's all on your phone do you do it by the phone you know they text you or call you or you and they drop your pay, put your paperwork in the back and then they throw the paperwork in the back and you leave so it, it's it's it was it's been tough and in the beginning the money was you know the rates were terrible in the beginning you know because there just wasn't anything to, to, be, to be done so now it's starting to come back up and getting better now uh, there's a lot more loads out there but a lot less drivers too you know, a lot of guys said, you know what, I'm done. I'm not even gonna deal with it anymore. So you just have to be conservative. You gotta watch what you spend, where you go and what you do and, and uh, try to minimize your deadhead miles and that's about all you can do, you know, and try to stay afloat. When it comes to the biggest issues going today, independent owner operator Jeff Walters echoed plenty of other owner ops Matt spoke to out at Kenley. First of all, there's nowhere to park half the time. And you go to most most truck stops. You got uh, there's more paid parking than there is regular parking, uh, which they wouldn't have their stuff if we didn't deliver it. And it's kind of cutting off your hand to spite your face, but that's their deal, you know. I just don't go there, you know. I I don't. And and there's times when you get to a spot where you have to pay for one. It, it is what it is. You got to have a place to park, and I'm not going to just park anywhere because I don't want my truck and trailer to get hit. So I'll I'll pay the parking. Longtime regular listeners will for sure recognize this last of the voices from Kinley 95. It's the man of a pair of old friends of mine and the rest of us at Overdrive. Damn, Phil Snow, everybody. Reflecting on the year just passed. You know, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, uh, hopefully. Uh, it, was, it was very tragic to so many people. Fortunately, 
freight stayed moving uh, after the first month or two uh, when the freight started picking back up, you know. So I don't feel like the ones of us driving a truck probably suffered quite as much financially as some other ones. But uh, as far as the stress of trying to be safe and not get it, not to take it home to anybody, not to, uh, Phyllis had a heart attack in February, so that made her very susceptible. So we did have to stay home about, uh, probably about five weeks. And uh, so, you know, that part hurt us financially, but it couldn't be helped. And I mean, we'd have been home three weeks anyway, but I think the stress of it, of just trying to be so safe, and uh, our biggest point was not spreading it to other people because uh, we did actually both wind up getting COVID and uh, Phyllis bounced back from it actually quite a bit quicker than I did. Uh, so it, it was a tough time. And just the you know day-to-day -day living, obviously y'all have a big bunk, so you don't go have to go into the truck stops nearly as much. But just the day-to-day -day of you know stopping at customers and all that, how is that different than you know the normal that we knew before the pandemic? Well, we did have it better than most, and we're very blessed to have had that. So, you know, we could take a shower in the comfort of our own quarters and uh, and eat. I mean, we went for probably seven or eight months and ate nothing outside of the sleeper. So we did, as the pandemic moved on, we did get to a little bit of DoorDash once in a while. But the guys that were just, didn't have the facilities, uh, guys and gals, I don't mean that uh, against any woman because there's some great woman truck drivers. Uh, they did suffer more than we did so you know you got to give credit where credit's due and 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 they did suffer and they did have to do some things that we didn't have to do yeah do you feel like it's gotten any better at this point or you, is it still especially at customers and stuff are you still seeing a lot of the same policies that yeah about all the same policies are still in place mandatory mask and i agree with that i know there's people out there that don't agree with it uh, we're going to wear our masks. We have we have both had COVID and we both fully vaccinated. We both had two rounds of Moderna each, and so you know I don't feel like uh, we're going to be a transmitting uh, item now. But I think this country needs to stay focused on getting past it. I know over the years history should tell us that when you relax on something it'll come back and bite you if you're not ready to relax. So I, I do believe, and, and Phyllis does believe, both of us believe that, you know, the vaccine, though it may not be perfect, is still about, at least from what our doctor tells us, if you're over 50. Now, under 50, uh, there, is, there is other data. But over 50, especially with the underlying heart issues like both of us have had, and uh, it's, it, it, it's just something that needs to remain vigilant. So if we do that, I believe we'll get it behind us. It's just like all the, you know, we give our kids vaccines for reasons, and that's to keep the measles and the mumps and, you know, whatever else we ta they take them for. I've forgotten now. 
thank God our kids are grown. <laughs> but, you know, we just don't need to let our guard down. You know, just kind of looking at the trucking industry as a whole right now, what are a couple of the, your biggest concerns as, you know, just a truck driver and as a, you know, as a small business owner? I think the small business owner is in much more jeopardy than the truck driver and therefore we don't have the, the better end of it like, like we do having a bigger sleeper because the, our government does not promote the entrepreneur like it should and you know they're more big business and, and unfortunately the big trucking companies hammer us little guys. They want us out of, out of the business. They want us out of the way. And by making more and more rules and things that it's hard financially to follow, we, we can't keep up with those. So the entrepreneur is much more in danger than the truck driver theirself. Uh, simply for, to start with those reasons anyway, there's, I could probably, we could probably go the rest of the afternoon on right. what all is wrong with that. But uh, uh, the entrepreneur, it's just uh, really getting hammered. In the day-to-day, -day, especially having a, a longer truck, um, obviously truck parking's a problem for everybody. What do you guys see? East of the Mississippi, it is a total nightmare. I'm not saying there's no, no parking problems west of the Mississippi, but east of the Mississippi, it's in tragic stat. It's in a tragic status because it, it, typically, if you're not parked by three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon, you're not gonna get a parking spot, and that's driving people to to park more reckless on ramps and and uh, what a term in the industry that we call or we used to call. I don't really know if it's used anymore or not, but we call them a setting duck. When, when people are forced to park in unsafe places, that's a setting up. Uh, but, but we're in Kenley, North Carolina today, and this, the parking in this part of the country is, is very tough. Yeah. That's a beautiful truck. Thank you, I appreciate that. Beautiful truck indeed. Uh, just search for its name, The Goose, on overdriveonline.com to find much, much more about it. And thanks to Phyllis and Daniel Snow for their time. And for Daniel in particular here for his wisdom, as usual. Plenty of those wonderful words to truck by, as I like to say. There, there's no way to come out on this deal ever running at a loss. And a big shout to our news editor, Matt Cole, on the scene there in Kenley, North Carolina, at this year's East Coast Truckers Jamboree. If all goes well, I'll see some of you in the Midwest in July at the Walcott event. Till next time, keep it pro out there. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. The podcast is edited and produced by myself, Todd Dills, with no small amount of support from Overdrive Extra Contributor and Muller's Trucking Hauler, Paul Marhofer, Overdrive Editorial Director, Max Heine, Social Media Coordinator, Holly Young, and News Editor, Matt Cole, we heard from today. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.